San Francisco-based Kraken started its cryptocurrency exchange business in 2011 and has gone on to become one of the longest-running and largest exchanges in the world. With that history, the exchange has also seen the ever-evolving regulation landscape change for virtual currencies and exchanges. This week, Kraken and 12 other exchanges were inquired by New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman in what was called a fact-finding probe, asking for more information on operations, privacy, and trading policies. Kraken also made news this week by announcing it would be ending its service in Japan, where the country's financial regulator has been increasing its oversight of exchanges. Kraken cited the increasing cost of doing business. Kraken CEO and co-founder Jesse Powell had sat down with Bloomberg Law's Code and Conduit in a phone call before those events to talk more broadly about the regulatory landscape and the prospect of joining a self-regulatory organization. The idea of building self-regulatory agencies, or excuse me, self-regulatory organizations, which is an idea that's been encouraged by some CFTC officials um, so that uh, different players in the virtual currency industry can, uh, particularly exchanges, can regulate themselves in a way similar to, for example, FINRA. And I'm just interested in what your take on that is and your perspective on that idea. Yeah, I, I think you see some exchanges already regulating themselves individually. Like Kraken, for example, we've only got 17 assets we're trading. You know, we're not trading 1,000-plus crypto tokens that are out there. So we do a lot of diligence. We do a lot of research. We try to make very careful choices about the tokens that we list. You know, we're doing all of all of the uh, AML KYC requirements under the BSA. I feel like, you know, we're doing a pretty good job of regulating ourselves. You know, there's, a, there's obviously, like, a huge spectrum of how an exchange um, might want to regulate themselves. And, you know, some operating outside of the United States might think, well, they don't have any, they don't have to obey the laws of the United States or any particular country. Some exchanges based in the United States might feel like they need to take an extremely conservative approach and list only Bitcoin and Ether. So I think that the issue, so Kraken has actually attempted to create a couple SROs, uh, one in the United States called Digital Asset Transfer Authority. Um, I think we started on that back in 2013. Um, that ultimately lost traction because we just couldn't get complete participation. And those that were not participating basically were operating at an an advantage. And we didn't have any real teeth to do anything about it, you know. So it was purely a disadvantage to be part of this organization, you know, to, to submit yourself to these limitations. So... I think that effectively the same thing happened again in Japan, where we tried to start another SRO there. Um, I think that any of these, unless there's some consequence for not joining, um, I don't think it can be effective. That and it's really hard to, to force everyone to join when you have a global industry like this. You have exchanges all over the world uh, that can service anyone in the world, and there's nothing really stopping someone from buying Bitcoin in California and then sending it to their exchange in China or Russia and trading there. The international nature of the technology is complicating a lot of different aspects, but that does beg the question, uh, if an SRO may not work for exchanges, is there some sort of some sort of international body that could be regulating this or does this need to go uh, back into the hands of individual nation states for, for more regulation? I don't think you can leave it up to each nation 
um, I think that, you know, for there to be any meaningful regulation, either you need to start policing the world, and, you know, the United States has done a good job of that historically, so maybe we'll start to see uh, the SEC reaching out into other countries and, um, you know, trying to, to extradite people and bring them back to the United States, you know, or we'll see, um, you know, some Kim.com style, like, FBI raids on foreign territory of these uh, foreign exchange operators. You know, but, I mean, unless we're going to go to those extremes or, or firewall off the whole country, like China, um, it's just going to be extremely difficult to control, right? I mean, once somebody has Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency, they can send it to any other exchange in the world and, and trade however they want and, until there are consequences for that. But I'm guessing that by the time there are serious consequences for that, uh, you're going to see decentralized exchanges emerge. And, I mean, they're already in development. They're, they're in a pretty weak state today, but they're getting better. And so what are you going to do then? Right, you've you've managed to like firewall off your entire country, and you're extraditing people and raiding people all over the world. But now you have decentralized exchanges, and there's nobody left to raid. So, I mean, I think that's the inevitable end here. And I think regulators need to think about whether they want to have some control over the situation, or they're just going to force everything into decentralized exchanges eventually. You know, so they need to find a balance that that. Um, their local companies or, or any company that wants to service their jurisdiction um, can live with. Uh, and then they'll have someone to talk to, uh, someone to interface with, someone to go to when they want information, you know, because I, I think that's really in their interest. The alternative is that it goes through decentralized exchanges and then they have no recourse. Yeah, which for, there might be a few listeners out there that uh, aren't familiar with that. Uh, that in that case, there would be no central body to subpoena. Um, there would be no institution like uh, Kraken that has, you know, actual people answering the phone. Uh, those exchanges would be done user to user um, in a decentralized way. Right. With that, though, we'd also heard some comments last month from SEC officials that are concerned about market manipulation. They're concerned about things like spoofing, um, pump and dump, and such with exchanges, seeing that that concern front and center with SEC officials, does that change um, the way that you are operating or the industry is operating? Or has that been a concern long enough that you feel ready for that kind of increased attention from the SEC? I think we're ready for the increased attention. I mean, actually, we're we are talking to the SEC on a regular basis. I don't think that, you know, the, the major crypto exchanges today really, you know, there aren't the same risks that you have with the equities markets because of the way that things are done. I mean, basically everything is, is spot. It's, you have to pre-fund your account. You can only post a trade when you're actually posting the asset. You know, so there's not a way to really like spoof orders in, in the way, you know, like the equities markets had have some like very strange order types that are um, unfair really uh, that allow maybe the, the trader to, to get uh, like a last look at the trade before they actually execute it, um, you know, even after it's crossed, or to be able to post trades without actually posting the real asset. With Kraken and any other major exchanges, you know, you have to deposit the funds, you have to post the funds in an actual order. You're taking the risk of actually going to take your order, and so it's not free to do that. I mean, of course, you can post a large order and then you can take it down, and you can post it and take it down. You know, that might be confusing to, to novice traders why that is happening. Um, you know, we always tell people, 
do your research, look at the fundamentals. You know, you can even look at many other markets, right? You don't, the great thing about this industry is you have assets that are traded at, you know, 100 plus exchanges. You don't have to just go to one exchange and look at one order book. You can look broadly at the entire market and see, does my, does my local market here on this one exchange, is it reflected the entire market? So I think that there's a lower risk of manipulation. I think it would be you know, extremely hard for somebody to manipulate the entire market across all the exchanges. They usually stay pretty well in line. Sometimes uh, they get a little bit out of sync, but um, for the most part, they stay in line. You know, people do need to, to be aware, like in these, with these ICOs and these new coins um, that have low liquidity, there are these pump and dump schemes where it's mostly you know, Kraken's very careful about the assets it lists. I don't think we've ever had to deal with any kind of pump and dump, but there's some other exchanges that do list just basically anything. In those places, yeah, you need to be extremely careful. I think people need to look at the fundamentals and not just buy into the hype because there are these groups that, you know, will, will risk taking a loss by uh, pumping a price up. You know, so basically, they would be buying up a coin and it's because there's low liquidity, it might be very cheap to, to send the price up a lot. And then other people see this and think, oh, my God, it's, uh, this is up 50% in one day. I need to get in on this and, um, and then throw their money in. You know, and meanwhile, the, uh, the guys organizing this pump are taking their exit. The last question is just what you're excited about uh, for Kraken in the coming months. Um, what you're excited about for the industry? Ooh, well, for us, this year we're really focusing on infrastructure, scaling up the team, scaling up our, our hardware, our software, our systems to meet the next wave of growth. You know, right now, things are kind of cooled off a bit from where they were at the end of last year. But, you know, it comes in waves in this industry, and um, we just want to be prepared for the next wave so that we're able to capture it. Losing more tokens, um, mobile app improvement. I think we're going to see some regulatory changes this year, you know, probably in the United States. The SEC seems like they really want to do something here. So um, we may see some changes coming with that. Generally, I'm just very positive about the future. I think this industry is going to continue to grow. That's all for this episode. But for more of our coverage, check out a free trial of Bloomberg BNA's legal and regulatory news and content at www.bna.com. This episode of Code and Conduit was produced by me, Michaela Ross. Our theme music is Scenes from the Zoo by Jazar. 